Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh. Hello, America. Thanks for coming. Or what the fuck? What is it? That was right. Yeah. Hello, America. Thanks for coming. My name's Stony. What's yours? Hi, Jamal's here. And I'm the heterosexual correspondent, Nick. <laughs> welcome, straight man. Yes, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, what? straight. <laughs> Don't mind me over here. I'm just putting on my um, helmet and shoulder pads because I know the girls are quaking since we um, TFC have a cis um, white straight male on the on the pod. Yeah, we're going with the trend these days. So <laughs> we decided we're going all straight from here on out. <laughs> if if need be, I can, after I leave the uh, podcast episode, I can go ahead and start tweeting out all the hate on Twitter if need be. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got you covered. Don't worry. We'll block the trolls as they come in. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, in all seriousness, we wanted to have Nick on because Nick has been a day one supporter of the podcast. Um, we all know that the show is coming to an end. So for this discussion, coming to an end in just a few episodes, listeners. So if you're not caught up by now, I don't know what to tell you. Get started. But um, it only makes sense that Nick would be on to talk about kind of the Mattymorphosis drama-rama that's going on with their casting on Drag Race season 14. Yeah, and so this week Seth was out actually so it worked out great that we could bring in Nick because it it just lined up perfectly so we can talk about the Maddie Morphosis drama. Hi Seth's family in Seattle. No yeah. Portland now, Portland. <laughs> so you won't get any shady things from Seth this week but trust me he'll be back next week and he will be the same Seth we all know and love. <laughs> yeah, catch them on Twitter though, you know, at TFC Pod. Yes. But- God. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, so we're going to kind of go through the Maddie Morphosis drama, like how all the fans like lost their collective minds. And then um, <laughs> after that, we'll go through, I guess, Canada and Dragula. Dragula that's all we have. So yeah. just a reminder, listeners, like um, next week. So the episode you're listening to right now one more episode of drag coverage on thanks for coming and then the last three episodes we have some fun things for you planned so please stay tuned but i guess we should just go ahead and get into the tea then let's do it Uh, what do straight people call what's the the straight equivalent of tea uh beer (laughs) Or is like (laughs) (laughs) serve that cores (laughs) doesn't work. Uh, Bud, Bud Light, Bud. Yeah, I guess Bud Light. Ooh, Bud. Serve serve that Bush Light. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, Bud. Do people still drink Keystone Light? Maybe that one. Bush. Oh, see, I I can maybe make that work. I'm hanging on here. Okay, so how did all of this start? So, was there buzz about Maddie Morphus's status as a cis straight white male? Their words, by the way, their words. Was there buzz about this before the casting Meet the Queens kind of trailer dropped? I mean, I don't remember 
her being rumored like i always used to watch those like rumor videos of who's going to be on the next oh, season oh yes we love i don't those. remember it coming up or anything but um yeah it was i think it, i feel like it was a sh- surprise to everyone i feel like that's how it feels like lots of feelings i'm saying feel a lot um <laughs> the way the community reacted like it did feel like it came out of nowhere because more of the reaction i should say um, we weren't anticipating it. What did you think about the reaction, Nick, surrounding Maddie Morphosis? It was uh, it was definitely a surprise to me because I I tend to uh, shy away from the reaction videos because I do like the um, initial like introductory runway like they did. So I like to see the queens first uh, first there, and then I watch the uh, meet the queens. <sighs> so once Maddie Morphosis um, was introduced as a straight cisgendered male. I was just, I was like, oh, nice. Okay. Now I'm, this is kind of exciting. So um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a surprise to me. It kind of took me aback a little bit. Yeah. I, I feel like I, I mean, I was looking at it from a different perspective, I guess, but I, it took me back as well, just because I was like, I was like, whoa, I like, I never really thought of there being like straight, like guy drag Queens, I guess. Like, yeah. It just doesn't seem like, or it's not something you see very often, but um, I guess it's one of the one identifiers within, let's say the drag community that you maybe don't see very often. Hearing some of the Rue girls talk about it, um, they they know straight men who do drag because they're working in the field and have been for years. But I guess to like the public, seeing straight men do drag is not something we are used to. So do you think that that is why we're getting the reaction? Yeah. I feel like there's like two camps because like we watched the like Bussy queen video and the Monet and Bob videos. Oh yeah. Some Patreon. Yeah. So I'm not going to like spoil um, pay content <laughs> for Bob. No, no, and, we won't do that. Uh, Monet, but basically like what Bussy queen was saying was that like, basically the way that Rue has gone, like the direction of the show has gone that all drag is valid. Right. And that they have, you know, trans Queens, they have AFAB Queens. So it's like, from my understanding, Rue, the last couple of years has changed her thought process because she was anti having trans people on her show Mm -hmm. for the longest time. Um, And now it seems like she's just worried about, getting the best talent no matter if you're straight gay lesbian bi so you're saying (laughs) that you're seeing a shift in their approach to casting and what they're serving on the show yeah and I think like I don't know it seemed like to me the fan base like I guess part of the fan base was like upset right that straight a straight person would be on the show like a straight uh man Mm -hmm. so it's just confusing to me because we beat the drum for so long and said like all drag is valid and you know and i get like having like under underrepresented groups like trans mm-hmm. people is is very important but like i don't think we can i don't think we can exclude people basically just because we can't say like oh well, this person's straight now they can't be on drag race i guess that's how i feel too just sitting back and kind of looking at the situation in its entirety, I just can't help but think back to earlier times in queer culture where, you know, 
it always seems to be the white gays that are the loudest. You know, I love that we want to come and be on the front lines for all of our causes. That's what we need. But we also need to learn how to take back, like take a step back and look and listen and observe what's happening here. So in early queer culture, if you weren't white cis uh, man <laughs> and you were gay, like you were at least allowed to sit in your private establishments, even though police enforcement knew, you know, that was a gay club, but the cops were too busy busting up the spaces where black and brown and trans people were. So I do think that there is an opportunity here bringing in Maddie Morphosis to not only serve their art, but also let's give them a chance and see if they're a trash ally or not. Like we don't know anything about Maddie Morphosis yet. Um, right. <laughs> let them do their art and serve it if they're great work. If not, they're going to get voted off. So calm your fucking tits or otherwise. And <laughs> like, we can't just be, oh, you're not allowed because why are we adopting the behavior of the oppressor? Let's see if they deserve to be part of the group before we say they're not invited or welcome. And let's see if they're lifting up, you know, the pillars of what drag culture is, supporting those trans black and brown voices that have given Maddie Morphosis the opportunity to do this. But we're not we're not doing that. We're just like, oh, it's other. He's other. And I'm sure a lot of you are like, oh, here they go defending a white, you know, straight man. But we have to call facts and spades, spades and facts. Like, let's just take a moment here. Look at history. Let's ask ourselves, is this is this the response we want to give? You know, let's lift the queens up and see what they can do before we're so quick to judge. So I think where a lot of the outrage that I'm at least seeing is I understand that drag race started out as it was just strictly gay culture. It was a show for the LGBT community. And now ever since um, it seems like ever since Rue had the uh, we'll call it the trains flag debacle on, on Twitter, <laughs> um, she got called out for being transphobic. And now her and the producers are taking that show and they want to, it's almost like they're expediting the acceptance mm -hmm. of drag since that incident. So now you've had, I mean, you've had your, uh, your first trans winner with Kylie Sonique Love. Yes. Um, you've had um, some people I've seen are saying, well, they treat the, uh, the black Queens differently. How many, how many black Queens have served sickening looks here lately that have won? I mean, you've had, you know, Monet. just the name Monet, Jada Simone. Yeah, yeah. Simone. I'm I'm blanking. I the most stunning uh black queen war uh one all stars five. I'm I Shea Coulee. Oh, how Coulet. how, how oh, can my... I blank on that queen? Bitch, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> uh, but but there's been I mean there's there's that. So the way I look at this is they're starting to get I mean it's we can't deny that the show is starting to be more mainstream, more mm -hmm. um reaching out to the straight people. I mean in my, I can see where it would upset the community, but in a way it's also maybe uplifting the Queens financially. I mean, you see a lot of the, um, Shangela, like Shangela shows, you're seeing a lot of these straight people. I like my daughters, um, we're they, here. They're, they're flocking to Trixie. We're here. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. I, I think it, it only helps out and having that opportunity and, and me personally having a, a straight contestant on there it would provide me the opportunity to run to my friends and say something like, Oh my gosh, look like this show is just not for gay culture. Like we can open <laughs> their minds for there. 
and say, look, if this straight person can do it, this straight man can do it. Why can't I do it? Or why can't you do it? Why can't you embrace your feminine side? And mm-hmm. it kind of attacks that whole toxic masculinity thing that most people don't have the opportunity to experience. Yeah. Or acknowledge some of them just fully don't want to acknowledge it, but, you know, shaking, rocking the system, the drag race system with like Maddie's presence, like Nick is saying is important because it's going to reach more people if there's straight people doing drag and it's okay. This is, I like what Monet said on the, on the Patreon. This is just a little snippet. Monet referenced drag being like a safe space for the queer community, but who else is part of the queer community? Our allies. Um, I'm not telling anyone out here to just go start um, rocking cornrows and putting on blackface and getting TV shows and calling yourself um, black when you're not like um, Rachel Dolezal. I do think this is different because drag is like an art form and people should be able to serve that art. But I do think with respect to the drag and queer community, as long as they're respecting the greats and the queer drag ancestors. <laughs> I don't think there's any issue. And I, I think that Stony and I immediately, when this happened, we wanted to have Nick on because Nick is one of our friends who has done drag for fun. Yes, maybe we can call it entertainment value. Sure. But if you're a longtime listener of the show and you know Nick, not as well as we do, obviously, um, Nick does this to support, to bring attention to his small Southern Indiana town, um, bring awareness, I should say, to the people in his small Southern Indiana town that, hey, this is just having fun. We're expressing ourselves. It's nothing scary. This is not the boogeyman under your bed. So why would we want to keep that energy out? Clearly, we will get the toxics out if we need to, but we need to work on the toxicity within the community first. We all get so stuck in our own little corners, whether you're a bear, wolf, twink, however the fuck you identify, and we don't look at what else is in the room when we're at the drag shows. We don't pay attention to what else is in the room, and you've just been missing it. You're not really part of the culture. Well, and I think, like, too, like, people are also, like, in the queer bubble, basically. Like, people are forgetting that drag race is, like, has gone mainstream, right? Like, the biggest like demographic is like straight, straight. like females like basically <laughs> that watch the show the people booking those bachelorette parties yeah but it's like it's a mainstream show now it's it not is. what it was like when it was on like the first like five six seasons or whatever so mm-hmm. it makes sense that like as drag becomes more acceptable like in the culture there's going to be more people that enter that space. So yeah, I think like, to me, what's more important is like, is Maddie Morvis's like doing, like, is she taking this seriously? She's not doing it as a joke. Like she's an actual, like real drag performer that performs like mm-hmm. this isn't like a phase that she's going through. Right. She has an established career, right? Right. And I get the point people saying, well, she takes up a space of like somebody like a a black trans queen or somebody else that could have had that spot. Mm -hmm. And I get that part of the community. We're at the point now where we're just cranking these seasons out so fast that it's like, we can put one straight person and it's not hurting anything. Now, if on season 16, we have like more than half the cast is straight men. Okay. Then 
then I might hate that show because it's not <laughs> what I originally signed up for. But I think it's interesting to have like a straight person on there. Like it's I, season 14. And it's one fucking person. It's one person. There's been six all-star seasons, all these Rue spinoff seasons. And we've had Victoria Scone. We've had, um, oh my gosh, help me out. Um, Scaredy Cat. Oh yeah. So Scaredy Cat identified a straight while they were on the show. Yeah. Like Disasterina, I believe, on Dracula. On Dracula. And um, where was the outburst? Like well, where was the Yeah. And maybe the... there was. Like I'm just talking out loud here. That's another point too, though. The Dracula fan base is so inseparable because they like like they always <laughs> bitched about like Rue not allowing anyone else but like gay men on the show. And like Dragula was like, oh, we're, you know, we're edgy. We have like all kinds of like queens on our show. And now like Rue starts putting like other queens on the show and they're like, how dare you? (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, I don't know. It's so annoying. Like I'm so exhausted from like the conversation. Well, that's the other part of the pie is, you know, we've been asking Drag Race and RuPaul to show this growth and now they are. And it's like, we're still not trying to hear it or accept it. This is what we've been asking for, right? This is what all of you have been tweeting about. Like, why wouldn't a sh- an ally be part of that category as someone who could, you know, share their art in the club? If Maddie gets on the stage, are you going to be so toxic to just be shitty and disrespectful? Probably not because you're not hiding behind your keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I said it. So let's use our minds, shall we? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And I guess that's where I'm having an issue trying to figure out where the outrage really lies. I mean, why are, why are we okay with dressing up straight men on we're here for educational? I mean, is it, it yeah. but, but not yes. over here at Drag Race. So I don't know where this outrage is coming from. Is it just strictly just the, the contest part of it? And if, if that's the case, or like, uh, you know, a lot of the arguments I'm seeing on Twitter are, well, they could, when, when are we getting drag queens? I mean, or drag kings. You know, we could get drag kings on this yeah, show, yeah. but at the same time, they're still going to be bound by what the um, the co- uh, challenges are and everything else. I yeah, mean, if you right. think back to it, the drag queens in season two dressed as men for that uh, husband and, and wife photo shoot. Oh, yeah. The know. half and half shot. Yeah. Uh, side by side. Half and half season seven, whenever they had to do one half as a dancing group, you know, yes. the, the women and the man. I mean, yeah. Do you do you want drag king on just for the sake of having a drag king on just, you know, if they're just a bad performer or whatever, then they're out right away. Yeah. Let's let's give Maddie the chance and see maybe maybe she makes it to the top four. Right. And at the end of the day, like we just went through this on Drag Race UK season three. Rue is very like rigid on what she wants. She wants glam and like, that's it. So basically like charity case (laughs) got eliminated because basically she had amazing looks, but she had like hairy legs. So he like, (laughs) Rue didn't like it. So like if Maddie comes out there, like with Nickelback playing and like not shaved at all, like like, Maddie's going to be gone. And yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's i didn't the, want to say spouse beater again but you know bandanas and yeah so it's M&M like jinkos i don't know <laughs> it's just it's so like annoying like it just yeah it's a lot 
it's a lot. We just have to get over ourselves and continue to think outside of the box. We've been doing such great work, expanding our communities and learning about each other within the community. Let's do the same thing with, you know, the allies who actually want to support us. Let's not hit them with the Regina George bus until they give us a reason to. I do want to say I really hope they keep the uh, lip sync assassin challenge around this season because I would love to see Maddie lip sync against the arch rival of uh, Joey J. (laughs) (laughs) That would be like an ultimate street fighter battle. (laughs) For real. (laughs) It's like, I'm Joey J and I'm gay as fuck. And Maddie's like, sup, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just getting like, how about that? Remember when Lady Gaga like dressed or like pretended Ronnie. Well, that, but also like when she was like doing that Pennsylvania campaign and she like threw the beer on the ground. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, is that Maddie's future? I don't know. But... <laughs> We're going to have to post that for reference now. People are going to be so confused. You're deep in the Gaga hive. Yeah. Any well, other thoughts before we move on? I don't think so. Just um, challenge yourselves to do better people and think outside of the box. You know, we're, we can do better. Yeah. So we'll see what Seth has to say when we talk to him next week. Um, Cause he might have a different perspective. It's a wrong perspective, but it's a different <laughs> <laughs> shade rattle there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into, I guess, Canada's season two. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what season one. <laughs> Canada season two. <laughs> when does Seth come back to host? Next week. <laughs> this podcast is going downhill very fast. So Canada season two. So this episode was actually, it was a little weird because it was actually a reunion that featured a lip sync with the final four and an elimination. So it was kind of like the kind of like the finale on U.S. Drag Race where they have a top four and they eliminate somebody. It felt like kind of like the first part of a finale. Um, Maybe I missed like the preview for like what was coming this week, but I wasn't like expecting the reunion to happen, but I liked seeing all the queens together again. That's always fun. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I, so it was weird because I don't feel like there was that much that happened on the reunion show because it's um yeah it was basically like eve came out and did eve things and she was amazing (laughs) beth was there so we loved her of course and then i don't know cynthia kiss i think she like shaded someone but other than that like i don't really know what else happened (laughs) (laughs) it really was kind of like a highlight um kind of catch up with the finalists or semi-finalists i should say geometric continue to uh speak forever about things and made herself seem more important than what she really was yeah i thought you were naming (laughs) off who was left but nope that's absolutely right the oscar speeches continue she can't help it you know she's just so grateful and full of gratitude we need more of that honestly yeah we do (laughs) um (laughs) what did you think about the lip syncs yeah so this one was interesting because they each had to pick a lipstick and if they pick the same lipstick, they would face off. Um, and then the winner, the loser would go on to a final round and then the loser of the final round would go home. So the first round, it was Kindle versus geometric, um, and Isis versus Pythia. So Kendall, um, 
and geometric Kindle one. I mm-hmm. think that was the right call. It was, I think that Kendall was more in the song and geometric was just kind of throwing out tricks. I mean, we've seen it before on the drag race stage. Like she looked great, of course, but you kind of connect with the Queens that are just really feeling it and connecting with the movements as well, whether they be big and super choreo or not, you connect with the queen who's serving the most. Yeah. And I, yeah, I agree. I think Kendall definitely killed the lip sync. So yeah. So then Pythia and Isis faced off. And again, I think the judges got this one right. Isis wins that lip sync. Yeah. I was way more into Isis. I am a fan of Isis, like full stop, but (laughs) she was, and I like Pythia too, but um, Isis was giving me more. That hairography was right for Isis and that that wig. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think Pythia was bad, but no. she just, um, Isis just killed it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that Geometric and Pythia had to face off and the loser of that one would go home. And the judges decide to send Gia home. I think they made, again, the right call here. Yeah. Um, even time yeah even just from an overall like perspective of the show like i don't i think pythia going home at that spot would have been super disappointing but i also like think pythia killed the lip sync as well yeah pythia knows how to perform i do think that she was twirling a lot for me honestly like y'all know (laughs) i like pythia but we need to do more than throw our fabulous wig and spin in a circle um but you know she did what she had to do (laughs) (laughs) and she (laughs) Geometric was like doing the most, but like in not a good way. <laughs> not in a good way. It felt like reaching. I was like, she was trying. She wants to be there. She's told us so much how bad she wants to be there. Now she's showing us. It was definitely giving me Electro Fence vibes from <laughs> UK season three. That bitch was bouncing <laughs> off her knees. Like, Michelle, what the fuck? <laughs> ah, did you have any comments on the, um, Going back to reunion really quick, just because I'm scrolling. Did you like any of their um, final interview looks during the reunion, the top four? Um, I think like Isis to me was the, like, I liked hers the best. Isis was giving us full glam along with um, Kendall for sure. I thought Pythia's look was fun. I liked um, seeing her in this platinum blonde wig. Yeah. Okay. Any other comments on Kaneda? Um, I thought it was, um, I don't know. I thought it was a good like way to do like the reunion and like a lip sync. Like at least it was just not a reunion. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to see the finale. Cause I think all three, well, I think two of the Queens are really good. And then another one is okay. Oh no. <laughs> I think it's a good top three. It should be a good finale for Canada's drag race. I do. I do feel like it'll be a good finale. Yeah, it was a good se- <laughs> it was a good season for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, moving on to Dragula then. Yes, Dragula. You know, I'm glad that we got on the Dragula train. I find myself every week really excited to watch what's going to happen not only for the Boulet brothers shenanigans and all the um production they give us, but just the challenges and how the queens are getting along, honestly. Yeah, I do like I do like Dragula a lot. Like I had never really watched it much, but this season has been pretty fun. I I like how they do a lot more like theatric stuff and like put together like a package in the beginning and end like to show who gets killed. I think that's fun. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about the theme of this episode? Killer clowns from outer space. It was super creepy. <laughs> Nick, have you seen that movie? It's been a long time, but I do remember that movie. I watched it plenty. It's been years now, but we used to watch that movie all the time. For the longest time, I didn't want to sit on the toilet because I thought a snake clown was going to come out and get my between me down there. <laughs> Wasn't there something with like cotton candy that they used as a weapon or something? Or- uh, yes. So you know how spiders kind of spin their um, prey into a web and they just kind of feed with the straw or whatever a straw some part of their spider body i don't know um so that's what the clowns did they wrapped the humans up in cotton candy but they look like giant cocoons <laughs> and they would stick a straw in there and drink you i'd say your blood but they drink you <laughs> so yeah fun. killer clowns from out of space if you haven't seen it definitely check it out so i was excited for this theme i am not afraid of clowns but you know there are creepy clowns that is a thing yeah, I I like always get freaked out about clowns. So it was like fun, but also terrifying at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. So I think like the challenge itself, they had to do a floor show, right? Basically presenting their clown looks. Mm-hmm. And then they also had, so I guess the extermination challenge, we can talk about that after the floor show. Yeah, so... If you've been following along with Dragula listeners, um, Hoso always looks really cool, but there are costumes and this came up in judging. There's just a lot going on sometimes. And I was feeling that when they came out, I was interested, but I was trying to catch everything in just a matter of seconds. And I was trying to piece together the puzzle more than I could enjoy what they were presenting. I was intrigued, but I still was trying to figure out what it was. Obviously it's a clown. But, you know, this is Dragula. We have to find the challenge and see what the queens are serving. But um, I have to say that because Hoso is always serving killer looks. But I think this might have, you know, put the nail in the coffin for her just because she has to learn how to edit down just a pinch. Yeah. I mean, her makeup is always scary. Um, But, yeah, I think she's just kind of like running out of steam here at the end. And then on the flip side, Saint is like just doing enough to get by. So Saint is giving you mime clown realness, but we have pretty good face makeup. But I would say from like the tits down, it's not much. So um, the Boulay brothers, the Boulays, (laughs) they're looking for more. You got to push it. You got to push it and serve. Yeah, because they're looking for drag or filth or glam. Glamour. Yeah. Yes, glamour, filth, horror. <laughs> Is that what they say? I think so. <laughs> but no, the next drag super monster. So you've got to bring it. You can't be muted like you're a mime, but you've got to bring the Dragula version of the mime. Yeah, I thought um, so. Sigourney, I've loved her this entire season, but like I think hers was really good too. She just had that little mishap with. Um, the the knife and like stabbing the balloons or whatever yeah the gag was not gagging but she looked fierce (laughs) that is one thing that this show i think is different is about the floor shows because they actually have to like put on like like they have a lot of props on their like runways or floor show or whatever so i've noticed this season 
like a lot of the queens will get red because their prop fucked up. Like you don't really <laughs> see that happen very yeah. often on Drag Race. But True. The show it's very important. Uh huh. Because if you're gonna serve like the surprise, you need to make sure the surprise comes off correct. And um, I also really enjoyed Dolly's look. Of course, um, giving us candy corn, sweet tooth, clown realness, like. What a nightmare. Like kids love candy, but if you eat too much, your teeth will fall out and you will look like this guy. And um, I was so into it. Sweet tooth. Come on. I want that name. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I want that name. And um, of course they won like well-deserved great idea. If you look at the closer detail in the face, they are wearing a kind of teeth prosthetic where it looks like they only have gums. So too much candy, kids. Too much candy. I mean, he pulled candy corn <laughs> out of his crotch and ate it. What more could you ask for? Yeah. <laughs> Probably still tasted better than that Thanksgiving candy corn you guys have. <laughs> <laughs> Probs. Definitely. <laughs> um, so Dolly actually won the yes. challenge, I believe, right? Yep. All the queens had to do the um, extermination, which was kind of like a Mario Kart style race, but all carts are not created equal. <laughs> so um, some queens motor sport machinery worked better <laughs> than the others. Yeah. It was like this challenge is weird because they're like, drive around a course in golf cart or not golf carts but like and full spooky drag yeah so there's like in drag riding around on these like shitty little carts <laughs> and then getting pies thrown in their face i'd be like i don't bend that way like my knee is gonna pop when i turn the ignition like <laughs> yeah <laughs> but the end left us with the cliffhanger i feel like i know who's going home i feel like it might be hoso i think it's hoso it's, I feel like it's Saints time though. I don't know. Would, I would rather kind of have too much than not enough. I love Saint, but you can would, get someone to edit down. I would almost rather see Hoso stay just because I feel like her looks are more interesting. So yeah, but they left us hanging. We don't know who died. There was blood splatters galore, but yeah, to the, be continued. The Boulay brothers. <laughs> puppets were just stabbing the other puppet repeatedly it was like, probably the little one that decided the little boule that decided <laughs> to like give us to be continued like i need to know who goes home they've been having attitude these last couple of episodes okay the season finale needs to show up i think they're tired yeah. <laughs> we're all how tired. about the guest judges on that episode i saw i haven't watched the series but oh, i saw those two yeah. guest judges um bob the drag queen of course, the Bob. Um, the other one was... I don't remember who the I'll other one was. Oh, I'll tell you who it is. He's on one of my favorite shows. He's probably one of my favorite characters, too. I, I don't know I don't Go know how to pronounce it. his last name. Harvey Harvey Guillen or something like that? Guillen or... Oh. Um, you know what we do in the shadows? Yes. If you're not watching that show, you are missing out. That oh, show no. is phenomenal. Thank you, um, hetero correspondent Nick, because I had no idea. Their their face is familiar, but I'm not familiar with their body of work. Yeah. I should say. More familiar with Bob, and Bob is a drag clown in a number of ways <laughs> and reasons. <laughs> so not shocked to see Bob here. Um, I was excited to see Bob. I knew just from following them on Patreon and their Twitter and whatnot that they'd been working with the belays. So I knew it had to be an episode of Dragula at least. So very awesome. 
Yeah, super fun. So I guess finale is next week. So mm-hmm. what have you thought about the season of Dracula as a whole? I like it. I So this is season four, right? I believe so. Yes. I Because the only other season I'd watched was season three. And I mildly enjoyed that one. <laughs> but this one is like, I feel like the production value, or it's like bigger production uh, mm-hmm. budget. And so I feel like it's, I don't know. I enjoy it. Well, when you have more money, you can have more fun with things like design and bringing those stories to life. And they're definitely taking advantage of that. It's, it's, I have to agree. It's been the most fun season for me to watch so far. Um, coming in the same time, season three, then going back and watching the earlier seasons. This has been, I think, my most exciting drag content, probably. Yeah, I mean, the cast was very, like, wild and out for, like, four or five episodes straight. <laughs> Bitch, they needed a talking <laughs> stick, a sound bowl, um, Jiminy Cricket. Like, they were not getting along. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it was just enough where we were almost over it and then they stopped. So I'm happy with the level of drama that we received. They got enough bitches out. So now everybody's personality that's left has room to breathe in the room. Yeah. <laughs> and then next season they can have a straight contestant on and we can all hate that show again. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. Way to bring it back full circle. Yes. So remember listeners, this is episode 246 that you are listening to right now in your ear holes. Episode 250 is the sunsetting of Thanks for Coming podcast. So when Seth is back, for episode 247 that is our last drag content coverage episode on the pod until further notice you know unless we're commissioned during our break by someone we yeah (laughs) we will still have some drag elements in those episodes but that's not the focus exactly yes we're gonna have fun the last three episodes it's gonna be a big party so make sure you're there for it yeah, so am I supposed to say like subscribe or something? I don't know. How do you how do smash I that like button? <laughs> smash that like button, hit subscribe, <laughs> follow us on Twitter, TFC Pod. I think that's TFC our Pod thing. on all socials. Thanks for coming pod- podcast.com as well. Um, we have an Instagram, I think. TFC Pod on all <laughs> socials. Stoney's <laughs> Stoney's like, I didn't realize this was happening today. <laughs> Soon to be on YouTube when we start our family vlogs. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Eddie don't need no vlog. I I get diva vibes from Eddie. I don't know where he gets that from. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we will let you go, listeners. Thanks for hanging out with us. Nick, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your thoughts. Thank you. I just want to say, in case I'm not on any of the uh, final episodes, it has been... um, an honor and a privilege to be your heterosexual correspondent for our TFC podcast. Um, really, really enjoyed listening to you guys throughout all the seasons and everything else like that. So it's going to be uh, sorely missed by me whenever I'm on my morning commute to work. Oh no. Uh, well, we will miss you. providing the content for sure. We appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, you know, basically being the heterosexual, like, correspondent for drag race you're going out at the right time when maddie's taking over so it'll be amazing i'll begrudgingly pass the torch but she can do more with that torch than what i could mess
Well, should we get out of here? Yeah, I think it's time. Bye. Bye. Adios.